right, man. Episode one. Episode one, man. It's crazy. Hey, finally. <laughs> finally. Uh, welcome to My Real Estate Mistakes, uh, where we made all the mistakes for you, I guess. Uh, Still making them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, I guess we're your hosts. I'm Chauncey Hilliard. I'm DeQuincy Edwards. And uh, I guess the first episode, we're going to talk about our background, kind of give you an idea of where we started from how we originally started as a uh, real estate agents uh, and then kind of became uh, investors into real estate as the years uh, went on. And I also got like a funny story of why I even became a real estate agent. <laughs> it's, it's a really funny story. <laughs> well, let's start with the story. <laughs> okay, well, my dad, he owns, uh, a, he's a general contractor. So what a general contractor is, basically he he's the boss of the whole construction. He builds it from the, the beginning to the end. He's the boss. So in high school, I used to work for him as a laborer. <laughs> so anybody know, if you're a laborer on a, a construction site, basically that you pick you probably up trash. You probably assistant. I know, I was a laborer. <laughs> I was at the bottom. Yeah, at the bare bottom. I was at the bottom. <laughs> so we picked up trash, uh, sweeped up, moved materials around, just basically just labor moving around, things like that. And I remember it was one of them 100-degree Orangeburg summers mm. in the summer. <laughs> and um, I was just tired, ready to go. And then I see this lady come in her black Mercedes and pull up to the house. <laughs> And she had people with her and all that. So I asked my dad, Dad, what what she do? She's clean. She <laughs> had a nice bag, um, nice shoes, nice outfit. Um, showing people, she like, he's that's the realtor. I say, what's a realtor? Mm-hmm. He say, well, that's the person who helps people buy and sell homes. So basically, we she will market that property and she have his clients and buyers buying homes. So I was like, well, okay, but how much she get paid? He say, well, you know, we paid them. Up to six percent of the on the price sale, so mm-hmm. I did quick math like, well, hundred thousand that's six thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm eighteen years old, seventeen years old. I see, I sell one house a year. I'm done. That's rich. I'm rich, you know. <laughs> so that night, I went home and looked up how to become a real estate agent because my goal was to get that son and get him some AC. That was my whole goal, and that's when I realized I had to be 18, and that was my first trip to get into real estate. I wanted to just get out the sun, so I had not be a laborer no more. Yeah, and my, my story is very similar to it, um, exactly. That's all I was. I was a laborer, but I said I was a laborer assistant because I was the one that get lunch. I was the one that pick up trash, clean up the houses at the end, and I was like, "There's no way possible." My brother Step, he older me. He picked up lunch and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, church is chicken, twenty yeah. pieces. It was three sizes. Gatorade, exactly. No pick up material, so I was like, "It'd be darn if I do that." Because the previous summers before, I just put myself in that afternoon. Uh, I mean, I put myself in a summer camp or something, so I won't have to be on a construction site. So um, I actually went to real estate school before I was able actually 18 years old. So I was in real estate school actually at 17. So I had to wait until uh, I turned 18 to actually get my license. And that's honestly how I got into it was I was determined not to work on a construction site for that summer. And that's kind of how I got started. So um, I was a computer engineer major because I thought that engineers make the most money in four years. So, um, me going to real estate school that summer, trying to change my major and kind of my career path uh, when I got into real estate. So that's kind of how we got started. 
And then initially we got started, real estate was booming. Like you just only need a post to actually get a um, to get a loan at a time, like 550 credit score. But, but before you even say that, you remember we were 17, 18 years old in real estate school. Where yeah. actually like real estate school was was hard to find a real estate school back in those it days. It was, yeah. It's like one or two maybe. Yeah. Um in there. And we had to I had to work for the money to go to real estate school. Like my parents I, my parents just said give me the everything was like two it was like a hundred and fifty bucks back then. Yeah, it was something cheap. Yeah, it was something like that. Hundred and fifty bucks to take the the uh for the two week course and Pass it and get the real estate license. So mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, that was a while. So when people ask me a lot, you know, we look young, like how the real estate test, I always tell them, I haven't took that test since 2006. Yeah. I yeah. cannot tell you what's on that test. It definitely has changed a lot. Yeah, it's de- what, what, definitely more laws when I first came in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a completely different test, but uh, that's kind of how we got started. It was, it's kind of where that was and kind of using that as a gauge. And by us having that background, I think it kind of made us a little bit more, uh, gave us a fast start. But when the market crashed in 2008, it kind of came to a halt because it was kind of all around us, the things that we did the first two years. I remember, I think my first year, I made 30-something thousand at 18. Whew. So I thought I was like, <laughs> no well, you bills. You was. You was. <laughs> no bills. <laughs> Parents still paying for everything. Yeah, oh, you couldn't man. Tell me anything. Um, couldn't drink then. Couldn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't drink legally. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely, I think that's kind of where it started from. So 2008, the market crashed and it kind of changed everything. So at that time, you just anyone can get a house. That 2008, it kind of bring everything to a halt. So we actually had to like decide if you're going to go to um, do another profession. Or you're going to actually specialize in something. So I think that's kind of where our real estate mistakes had kind of started off from. So when you said that, so kind of explain to the people. See, 2006 was basically before the economic downturn. Mm -hmm. That's when it was subprime lending. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, loans programs. A lot of people's buying houses. A lot of banks was lending money to build homes for contractors. Mm -hmm. So we it was a it was a wild wild west back then. Mm -hmm. Like basically. That's the only time that my dad actually had a waiting list. Mm-hmm. That's how hot real estate was. We yep. had a 40 or 50 people waiting list for new homes yep. in Orangeburg. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly 2007 came, it's, it fell off a cliff, and in 2008 it went to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly so, a good analogy of it. So basically from 2000, I believe about two, how many years? Maybe about Two or three years? No, I would say 2008, 2012. About three, four years. About four years, yeah, that it was kind of like you don't see, you you didn't know where it was going because it continuously went down uh, throughout that whole entire, those four years. And it it didn't like gradually go down. It's like one day you woke up that you probably had 10 clients or you had 10 homes that you were going to build to the banks are crashing and everything is kind of crashing around you. And you just came to a complete stop. So instead of kind of just sitting there and like crying about it, you had to figure out what was your next direction. And I think that's when. And that was kind of our first real estate mistake. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, you made 30,000. Yep. And I made that much also around that amount, about 20, 30,000 myself mm-hmm. while I was in college. Mm-hmm. 
thinking that money's going to continue. Exactly. So that's the first. I thought about quitting college. Yeah. yeah. I mean. There's no need to go to college. I can make I had a heart to heart with my professor. I let her know, like, hey, this closing is happening at 3 o'clock. It's way more important than this exam. I got to take it, too. Agree. Um, but so basically, that's kind of our first our first mistake. So we kind of came up on a bad timing. Agree. And my so, parents think it's a really good timing for it because it was made us learn that it's not going to always be uphill. Exactly. It's definitely going to go down. And we was able to experience it at that time. Luckily, we were young enough that we didn't have a lot of responsibilities. But just imagine, I think if I can look at my numbers correctly, I mean, made 30-something thousand in 2006. In 2008, I had made 5000 <laughs> That's a lot of pressure when you got <laughs> yeah, if you so, had a family support. Yeah, so family support is completely different. But I think that that's when you realize that the mistakes you made before, because I could run up a credit card bill like it's no other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when it was giving you real limits. Yeah, right? Man, real limits yeah. like, they gave me 20000 because yeah, I had a couple of some money. Like, whoo. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of what we're kind of using as a base of our how real estate mistakes kind of started is that when the market did start turning up, then we transitioned a little bit differently that we know that we needed to do something other than sell, buy, sell real estate and exactly. get the percentage off of there, which you still can do that. But you really figure out need to find other avenues on how we can actually um, gain more money or gain more wealth or in that sense. So yeah. that's kind of how we got started initially with uh, our, our, our beginning, our humble beginnings uh, at the beginning of it. So um, going from there to um, our first kind of real estate purchase, because honestly, at 18, I didn't think about buying a house at the time, which is a good thing Definitely I didn't, didn't. buy a house because it crashed. So the housing values went down. So the same house, I think I had put a contract on a house and it was um, off of Broad River Road, and it was a patio home, and it was $120,000. I put $500 down, earnest money, <laughs> was supposed to close on it, and didn't make it to closing. So they took my earnest money, which was the best $500 I ever spent, because that same house that was $120,000, when the market crashed, it became $50,000. So the good thing about it is I didn't purchase any old eight. And interest rates were at what seven, eight percent. Yeah. So yeah, they were really high at at that point. So uh, that kind of changed everything on that standpoint there. So um, we went from there to finally kind of finding your your niche market of where you want to go and. Well, I I didn't find a niche market. A niche market found me. <laughs> so basically, um, how that happened was. Uh, we had a meeting between, uh, you know, sales teams, uh, and we had a new subdivision called Green Acres. I'll never forget it. Back on in, on Cordo in Cordova, I mean, we built it was perfect homes for the hot market. It was three bedrooms, two baths, four bedrooms, two baths under the one forty range. We, we was going, we built ten of them at one time, and we was going to sell them real fast. Mm -hmm. Then the market crashed, so we had a meeting and we had to figure out, you know, who's lending, mm -hmm. who's still. Who's still buying homes? Who's still trying to give out mortgages? Okay. The loan officers, we know someone went out of business. Mm -hmm. uh, the banks just froze up. So we had to still sell them homes. So we had to figure it out. So that's how I kind of found the niche of uh, federal loans, federal housing loans, like USDA mm -hmm. direct loan program and 
uh, all these types of first-time homebuyers the county had, like the first-time homebody, Lexington County, Richland County, Orangeburg mm-hmm. County, had to figure that out uh, because they were still lending. Mm-hmm. And their process was totally <laughs> different from a bank process. Exactly. But it was it was very tedious and it was, it was, very, it was a lot of paperwork and things like that. And I used to get a lot of frust- frustrated with it by selling homes with it. But then my, uh, then my dad told me, you know, it's a rule book. They're just following the rules. That's why they, you keep running into these problems with these loans. Just figure out the rules. And that day on, I figured out, okay, why are you telling me no? It's, that's, that's the biggest thing I tell people. Mm-hmm. Just don't take a no for an answer. Why are you telling me no? It's, it's a reason why. You're not making decisions. In real estate, you're not making any decisions for me. The, the, the loan officer, the underwriters, they're not making the loan decision. They're saying no. It's a rule book. It's, a, it's guidelines they're following. They're saying they cannot give you this loan or reason why you got denied that loan. And I just figure out the why. Like, why this happening? But if I did just start, okay, will we do this and did this, can that work? And basically, that's how we Problem find solving. a niche. Like, mm-hmm. I just had to learn how to make a client into a client. Agreed. Especially, and, and I was 18, uh, like 20 years old. Nobody's going to take me seriously coming Agreed. in there uh, saying, let me, let me help you buy a home. Let me help you sell your home. But people that, you know, wanted to wish was a, on a prayer had faith in me. Like, hey. Mm-hmm. And you provide value because even though you were really young, you still was Super able young. to, because you've, Followed or you knew the rule book, you can actually provide value to people. And I think that's what the difference between most people are is that we'll find a solution to what the problem is versus actually getting stuck on the problem. So we just let what's this is the new normal. So what can we do to still provide great service to people? It's kind of what we use. Um, like I would say my thing when Quincy went that direction, which was actually perfect because. I call him my specialist. Like, if I have a USDA question. I think I'm losing that title now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm losing that title now. No, yeah, you definitely lost it, yeah. <laughs> Over the years, it definitely has changed to different titles. But um, what I would say is that I went into the foreclosure market because no one was able to buy houses and everyone was losing the houses. So I became the foreclosure specialist. So um, I went to this uh, – I was 20 years old when I went to Vegas my first time. And I went for a conference. Uh, I remember that. And my parents paid for it because I had no money. Again, real estate market crash and all that money I made in those six was gone. Uh, <laughs> a lot of memories. <laughs> a lot of memories. So I went to a conference in Vegas. I was 20 years old. And the conference really showed us, like, they gave us the blueprint on how can we actually work for the banks. So they gave us a list of banks that we actually could sign up to actually work for them for. And that's kind of how I actually got started back into doing real estate was that you wasn't doing buying and selling at that point. You were actually doing like the back work for the banks to put the houses back on the market after someone goes in foreclosure. So I used that and I went into senior living because one thing about it is that your parents are going to still get old or your grandparents were getting old at the time. And I don't care if the market was up or down, they still had to make that transition into that type of housing so that is where I kind of find my target market with those people. That target market kind of found me as well. And that's kind of how we leverage ourselves to go into the next level of uh, investing in our personal houses starting off there. So that's kind of how we use it as a gauge. And uh, we'll talk more about it in the next segment. Okay. But also... Um 
in it is in it is. I just want to say that real estate is always throwing you curveballs. Mm -hmm. Okay, always I mean, changing. And baseball, that's one of the hardest pitches to hit is a curveball. So real estate is going to continue throwing you curveballs. Mm -hmm. The reason for this podcast is we just want to have a community of people that hey, if you feel like if you're going through a real estate problem. We want to speak on that problem. We want to make mm -hmm. sure that it's a solution around that problem. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not the first person who issued that problem. You're not the first mm -hmm. person to run through that problem. And if we want to have a community of people that we can just talk to and try to figure this thing out. Because real estate is not one plus one equals two. It might be one <laughs> plus one minus three, <laughs> add two, can five. But you all get to the same end goal is basically if you want to buy, sell, or make money in real estate. So that's what I just want to put out there that we're 15 years into real yeah, estate, still time. making mistakes, exactly. still learning to this day. Mm -hmm. And we just want to make sure that we just want to give our knowledge that we have. Mm -hmm. Our mistakes. Our mistakes, our experiences to the public so they can uh, share. So anytime, next time people, you know, call me or DM me and things like that, I'm going to tell them to go to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>